KRCL, Salt Lake City. Homegrown's all right with me. Homegrown is the way it should be. Homegrown is a good thing. Plant that bell and let it ring. Aldine here, KRCL's punk rock farmer. This is Radioactive show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. Laura Jones in the studio with me tonight. Hey, hey, hey. you got a greenhouse that's going in? I got a greenhouse. You're like so getting more pro every <laughs> week, I'm telling you. Why are you doing that? Well, I've got all these plants in my kitchen, and they're getting too big. <laughs> and, and in I your basement. If I repot them, then yeah. I won't have enough shelving for them. Yeah, so hopefully so. they're going outside soon <gasps> in my little greenhouse. Does this mean you're going to try again to do some more stuff that can maybe get us to the punk rock farmer salsa? Uh, well, of course. I'm going to try <laughs> to grow too many peppers this year like I did last year. <laughs> yes, and tomatoes. Uh, hopefully it'll be a better tomato year. So what's on the show tonight, Punk Rock Farmer Friday? Boy, we have all kinds of stuff legislative report of course uh, the session is about halfway through i think and um Simria patterson's with us and she brought her crew too from cedar city that's great d the their volunteers here with us yeah. and um it's good to see her here in the studio also um we have grants tonight maria schwartz is slc green and she has a um, food equity grant that's um Anyone can get it, a small farmer or just small a gardener. gardener. Yeah. If you just want to build a little um, raised bed or a small box or something, there's money there. Yeah. It's a couple hundred bucks. And uh, also community, um, there's a $5,000 grant that goes along with that that can go to community organizations. So that's cool. That's pretty cool, folks. Very cool. Um, Ogden Seed Exchange is next weekend. And <laughs> you are amped already. <laughs> and yes, I have about 10 pounds of organically practiced grown seed, and I'm bringing them up there. And last year, there was about four or 500 people. Mm. Very exciting event. Greg Bat and I will be doing a little um, uh, ent introduction to seed saving workshop. And uh, buzz is on. It's yeah. time to start growing some plants. It's spring. Yeah. Absolutely. Also got Skywatcher Leo T on the way. Uh, a little something, something about a girls free skate happening at Salt Lake County Parks and Recs, uh, Salt Lake City Sports Complex up there on Guardsman tomorrow. Did you know that there's like back in Minnesota, ten, uh, over 10,000 girls who play hockey? Wow. Utah, maybe 300. So they're uh -huh. trying to boost that up. And the Utah Lady Grizzlies. I've got something going on tomorrow, so we'll share that. But let's get to some music and to help us. We have Annie Dunaway, too. Oh, yes. Don't Department forget about Annie. We have, a, we have a big show. <laughs> She's a big show. Between Al and I, we crammed and it full. <laughs> She's a Utah Department of Ag Agriculture stress release program for farmers. Yeah. And farmers are some stressed out folks. Oh, yeah. And there's a block grant that they need some public input on. Yes, and that then, too. And then those block grants open up for more grants. So, folks, no excuse not to grow. We're talking about grants. Yeah, it's exactly. good stuff. The agrohead. All right, Alex Millet is here from Honey Days, which started last year. They're going again, making it bigger than ever. In fact, they hooked us up with tonight's band, Lee Refugi. Thanks so much, Alex. Appreciate yeah, it. thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So what is Honey Days? Remind everybody what happened last Labor Day-ish, right? Yeah, last year we did it over Labor Day weekend. It was just one day at the Commonwealth Room and... We just brought together a couple local bands and had a whole day of uh, live music there. And artisans. And, and artisans food. and local, art local, vendors. Local. And yeah, we had some good food out there and mm -hmm. it was just a great time. So what is the plan this year? Yeah, this year we are expanding it. Um, we're going to do two days at the Commonwealth Room, September 8th and 9th. And then we're lucky to be partnering with Quarters DLC, uh, September 4th through 7th. So very excited there. Uh, we're trying to get about you know 30 to 60 bands to come okay. together for a whole week of live music and art. So, so people can apply, whether you're a, a band, musician, artisan, vendor, et cetera. Yeah, so we have uh, currently we got the music performer application live and the art vendor application live. Okay, and what's the can, deadline for those? So the deadline for the music performer is March 1st, and then art vendor is March 15th. And you, were you working on some, some uh, regional folks or anything like that, or are we going strictly local? So we're doing some lo mostly local, but we are 
bringing in a couple regional and uh, national bands. Oh, sweet. So can't wait to hear the lineup. When do you think you'll have that solidified and tickets will go on sale? Yeah, we're aiming to get uh, tickets live May the first week or two of May this All year. Right. But again, folks, if you're listening and you're uh, in, a, in a band, you're a performer of some kind, that cutoff date is March 1st. V- art vendor applications, March 15th. And we'll put it all in the show notes. And then once you have a lineup, you'll come back with another band and talk about it? I would love to, yeah. Okay. Is there a website folks can turn to? We don't quite have our website up yet, but mm-hmm. you, if you want to find the applications, you can go to our Instagram at HoneyDaysSLC, and it's right in our link bio. Great. I got your link tree. I'm going to put it into tonight's show notes. So Lee Rafuji. Let's talk to the band, shall we, Al? Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you guys doing? I recognize that voice. <laughs> how you doing, Sarah? Doing well, man. Thanks for having us out. Why don't you introduce the band and maybe tell us a little bit about the band? All right, so my name is Sarah DeGraw. I'm uh, vocals and guitar. with Aiden Trentafillo on lead guitar. West Hewish on drums. And we normally have Kale Sorensen, who's our normal bass player, but he's visiting his lady in Baltimore right now. So we have West's brother, Fisher Hewish, joining us tonight. Excellent. So tell us about the first song. So this song is called One Step Closer. It's um, it's, in, it's in the lyrics, what it's about. But oh, it's okay. A, it's a rocker. <laughs> All right, Al, why don't you do the honors? Okay, this is Lee Rafuji, fresh and homegrown, right here on KRCL 90.9 FM. <laughs> RCL amplifies the work of community nonprofits like Comunidades Unidas, an organization that fights to build the social and political power of people who identify as Latinx immigrants, including undocumented folks living in Utah. More details at cuutah.org. Spending cultures one sky. Skywatcher Leo T here as we look up, look around, and get a little bit lost in space. Lots of dazzling spirals and star trails when you get up in the mountains or in the desert. And 
The Little Green Comet is fading now and receding into the distance after it swing past the Little Dipper in late January and Mars on February 10th and 11th. But this was out in the desert of the dark sky. If you're in town, you might have needed a really strong pair of binoculars to see this. You still might be able to because it's uh, kind of overhead right now in the early evening, crossing Auriga and Taurus the Bull on its way to Orion Shield. The big peak in brightness February 1st, but nice to have the comet visit for the first time in 50,000 years. See you next time. Also amongst the magic in the sky, Jupiter and Venus are closing in on each other in the western twilight. They're on their way to a head-turning conjunction March 1st. That'll be the evening. They're about a half degree apart and lined up horizontally. It should be spectacular, so mark your calendar. After it's good and dark, look due east, not very high for Twinkly Regulus. It's extending upper left from its dimmer sickle of Leo, a backward question mark. A few days ago, I talked with Patrick Wiggins, one of the deans, if you will, of Utah astronomy. He is a NASA JPL solar system ambassador to Utah, as well as being a pilot and parachuter, part-time teacher at the University of Utah, and a couple other things. Patrick is also having fun doing research out at Spock at the Stansbury Park Observatory Complex, where impressive telescopes and friendly folks at the Salt Lake Astronomical Society give tours of the sky in the spring near that wonderful estuary out near Tooele. I refuse to grow up. <laughs> I'm with you. A great philosophy. Well, what are you what are you looking at here lately? Then maybe tonight. Well, right now I'm looking at the sun just having gone down, which means uh, give me another half hour or so, and we'll have the observatory open. And uh, tonight, most of what I'll be doing is looking for uh, supernovae, actually. Well, you've it's discovered real. a few, if I'm not correct. Yeah, I think I'm up to. I think I'm up to eight now. I'd have to look at the records. But, uh, and, you know, eight supernovae, that may sound like a lot, but I've just got to say, big things get found by the handful. I mean, every day I get notices of other ones being found. I've been looking for years. So using my small, by astronomical standards, equipment, I can't find the really faint ones. So I'm lucky enough to find the ones that I have. What else are you looking at? Do you just uh, kind of, in general, Patrick is looking at the sky every night with the telescopes out there at the Stansbury Park Observatory Complex or Spock? Uh, yeah, now that's on the public nights. Uh, on most nights, like tonight, the, uh, the observatory, uh, Spock won't be open until, uh, what, the middle of April. But I have my own observatory, and that's where I do most of my research. And so, you know, the supernovae, in the old days, I used to do minor planet work or asteroids, if you will, but all of the, uh, the big telescopes around the world have been scooping those up. So uh, there's one tonight that I'll probably follow up on that I found listed on, uh, online. Uh, a friend of mine, a professor up at the U, she's a fellow pilot, and I got an asteroid named for her, and I see that made the media a couple of days ago. Oh. So, uh, you know, little fun things like that on the side. It sounds wonderful. Well, we're, uh, we're looking forward to talking to you and hopefully joining you, or I know we are going to join you. April's when the uh, Stansbury Park Observatory Complex opens? Right. The, uh, the first one of the year is the 15th, I believe, tax day. Woohoo! Uh, but, of course, people can go online, uh, just uh, Google Salt Lake Astronomical Society, and uh, you'll find the website, and there's also a calendar of events on there. All right, yeah, that's a great website. Well, thank you very much, Patrick Wiggins. Oh, happy to do it. Talk to you again. So enjoy the magic, keep looking up, look around, and get a little bit lost in space. Skywatcher Leo T. On Radioactive with Laura Jones and Al Dine, the punk rock farmer on 90.9 FM, KRCL, and streaming live at krcl.org. And that is Skywatcher Leo T. Plus, NASA Solar System Ambassador Patrick Wiggins. That's like meeting the event horizon or something like that. Both of them in the same place at the same time. Check out our show notes, folks, and you can uh, catch up with Skywatcher Leo T. Hey, Al, before we get to some of our grant conversation, mm -hmm. I wanted to share the news about this cool thing happening tomorrow at Salt Lake County Parks and Recreation Sports Complex in Salt Lake. It's Girls Try Hockey Free. Here's, let's pass that uh, microphone to find out more. So my name is Shannon Bennett. I am a coach with the Utah Lady Grizzlies, and um, I've been with, with, the organization for a few years now you're a hockey player in your past actually so i am an ex-figure skater ah. and <laughs> i know i'm originally from minnesota and i moved out to utah in 97 and graduated from the university of utah and started coaching then um 
I transitioned into hockey and I'm a skills coach for hockey players. So I'm a power skating coach power and skating. I work <laughs> and I work with the majority of our youth organizations in Utah, along with colleges, junior levels and pros. Well, I don't know if there's still time to sign up, but tomorrow at the Salt Lake County Parks and Recreation Salt Lake City Sports Complex up there on Steiner, where they've got a rank or two, there is a free skate for girls in particular. What's happening and how can folks get involved? This month, February 1st, we celebrated National Girls and Women in Sports, which is so awesome. And in a push to um, provide options for our girls in the state, we are doing a try hockey for free for girls. It is being held at Steiner, and the time is at 1030 uh, to 1130. If anybody who is interested in hockey or knows a girl between the ages of 4 and 14, they can go to the Utah Lady Grizzlies website and sign up through USA Hockey there. We have a link posted um, also on Instagram or Facebook. Utah Lady Grizzlies is the place to be. Um, it's a great environment to show you that hockey is for everyone, not just for boys. Well, I love to go up to the, it used to be called Steiner. Now it's the Salt Lake City yeah. Sports <laughs> Complex run by Salt Lake County Parks and Rec. Let's get all that in there. But folks yep. might be more familiar with it under the name Steiner. And I go up there and walk. Uh, around the indoor track, around the rinks. It's nice and uh, nice and cool. And I see the trade-off between figure skaters, by and large female, and then the hockey of all ages, mostly male. So Utah Lady Grizzlies, female hockey team, and now trying uh, offering the skate free for girls tomorrow. What do you think is the biggest barrier and what's your invitation to families and girls listening to this? Well, the biggest barrier... Um that we see in Utah is understanding the sport. We have so many folks here who are just not familiar with hockey. They might think hockey is for boys. They see NHL on TV um, and they don't understand that hockey is for everyone. And so coming from Minnesota where we have, oh my goodness, the number, I think I wrote it down here, 13,000 girls who play hockey to our 310. So our market is Big. We have an opportunity to show these girls that, hey, there is a place for you to play, to grow those skills, to gain leadership, confidence, all the things that we want to empower our young women with, um, and giving them this opportunity to come out and try it with our Utah Lady Grizzlies coaches, with other female influencers in the state who love hockey, who are involved with the community, is a great way to get them involved. We also have a women's team at the University of Utah. I don't know if you've seen them practicing. No. <laughs> they are awesome. They were going to be in town this weekend and help out, but they are away. Um, they're actually playing for their regional championship. So they're doing amazing. We are really changing the face in Utah and trying to open up those doors for our young ladies. Shannon Bennett of Utah Lady Grizzlies. Check tonight's show notes. I got a draft up now. If you're like thinking, hey, I want to jump on this or go check it out tomorrow up at uh, Salt Lake County Parks and Rec's Salt Lake City Sports Complex on Guardsman Way. All right, Al Dine, time to talk grants with our first grant guest. Yes, Maria Schwartz is with us. Maria, you've changed to a little bit of position. <laughs> so you used to be with WCG and... We were buddies. We spent a rainy day in a little at the. It was at the Rose Garden, I think, over yeah. there. And, and now it's just a, they've totally demolished that yeah. place. Oh, terrible! But you're with SLC Green, and tell me about the micro grant. This is good for everybody, little guys, right? Yeah, that is our hope. So our we're really excited. This is a new program. So this grew out of some recommendations that came from our resident food equity advisors program. Um, and what we're really trying to do is do some really great work, um, but with people who have not traditionally had access to grants mm -hmm. or have not had, just need that little boost to kind of like get over the threshold to start a program or to expand a program that improves their f food access and food equity. Um, so we have grants for home gardeners. That's our home food production grant, mm -hmm. which is $250. And then we also have our community grants, which is for organizations, uh, small businesses, uh, other you know community groups that 
can apply for uh, up to $5,000. You have some goals for this. It's, uh, you know, getting into these communities. Uh, maybe they're growing some ethnic foods and things and a little bit of this and that. Tell, tell me about the, that. Yeah, so we are really looking to build an inclusive community around healthy food. And that means that we need to look at who hasn't been included in the past. Mm-hmm. And so the the equity piece of this grant is really important in supporting groups and people who are closest to those challenges. They have the best knowledge about how to come up with solutions and do what will work for their community. So that's who's getting prioritized. That's who we're trying to reach through this grant. Um, and we're doing that in a couple of different ways. Um, one of them is just starting even with our application process. Um, we are making it accessible in as many formats as we can and in as many languages as we can. So mm-hmm. we have applications up right now in Spanish and English, um, but we have the ability to accept applications in any language and do that translation services um, through the language access that Salt Lake City is working on. Growing uh, good nutrient-dense food and having it right there accessible, it's great. Yeah. Great, good stuff, very good. So there's an upcoming workshop that folks can find out a little bit more about it. Yep, Um, so on our website, we have a workshop um, posted. We've got the the link to register. Um, That's next Thursday. Uh, It's just uh, an opportunity for folks to come and ask questions. We'll go through the grant and kind of understand a little bit more. Um, And then if people have questions about their project or just kind of the process in general, um, we'll be there to to support, talk Uh, through. Very good. Uh, um, Applications are being accepted now until March 5th. Is there anything else you want to add? And before you give us the details on where folks can find you. Um, just please like spread the help us spread the word. We want to reach people who have not been reached by you know a lot of traditional uh, media outlets or uh, grant opportunities before. So that's what we're really, really trying to do. It's so cool to see our tax dollars at work for doing something like this, right? Al? Yes, definitely. Right. Thanks, Maria. Thank you so much. We'll put all that in the show notes, folks. You can check it out again. The workshop on the twenty third, six thirty at the Day Riverside Library. In on the north side of Salt Lake City. So Aldine, the Seed Exchange, is coming up in Ogden, and we uh, Zoomed with some folks the other day. Yes, we Zoomed with a couple of the founding members, um, Anna Cash and Greg Bat. He's the big kahuna up there, and... Um, you know, we had some. We it had a great time down at the Farm and Food Conference. Greg was on the Seed Wisdom panel that I moderated, and there's some definite interest in folks starting up their own mm-hmm. little seed exchanges here and there. And they've been they've been talking to him a little bit about it, and we'll talk a little bit about that in the. So clip. the Ogden Seed Exchange, one of my favorite events, if not the top ranked event of the year, because we're so much into seeds and it's so important to to bolster our regional seed bank here and we'll always have food i mean it's kind of a no-brainer right greg yeah the thing is that it's a living seed bank it's not the one that it's inaccessible to somebody in norway you know far away it's right here and it's it's the living breathing growing moving adapting kind of seed bank right so it's progressive. It's always changing, always moving. Good stuff. And what are we expecting? I mean, last year I bet there was, I I bet there was seventy five vendors and and uh, traders and probably four hundred people maybe. Boy, it was big. I think it was yeah. right back on track. We had a couple of years where we didn't do it, but it really came back with a bang, didn't it? Yeah, it could have been even more than that, maybe 500 or so, but it it just keeps growing. I'm feeling a lot of energy this year that maybe it's the biggest yet. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, maybe it's this, this thing since COVID where gardening has exploded and a lot of that kind of thing. People want to be self-reliant or just grow some of their own food and and that local movement is just taking off. It, it really good stuff, mate. Warm, that kind of stuff warms my heart. You know, um, we were we were fortunate enough to be a part of the farm and food conference, and we did our we did our little seed exchange down there, and oh, 
a bunch of people came and brought their seed and and it, it went off really well not on the scale of the ogden seed exchange but lots of energy and a great yeah. response and um i was a moderator on a seed wisdom panel and you were part of it and um we've had some we've it sparked some interest didn't it yeah how fun was that that was that was a blast for me to be part of that and just to I don't know. Pe people are excited, but to help them even get more energy and understand why, why this part with the seed saving is, what would you say? It's 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 essential to any conversation of of about uh, sustainability or anything in that realm of gardening or or food, all of it. Most definitely, but actually, you had some folks. Uh, approach you afterwards and asked yeah. about starting their own what it would be like to start their own and you gave them some advice yeah well, this has been something that we've been thinking about for a few years now because we have people coming to ogden from cash valley and and utah county and it's just that's too far or even further than that people are coming and we should have something similar in those communities. So that was a big push that I wanted to make down at the conference as well. But since that conference, and maybe not because of it, but somewhat related, we've had four or five people approach us wanting help, either getting some kind of a seed library started in conjunction with some kind of a seed swap event. But uh, people people are, are catching on to the, the movement of, starting something in their own community we're excited about that very good anna cash joined us hey anna hi y'all hi laura hey, so anna. good to see you hey greg good so, to see anna, you. you're one of the you're one of the founding members of this thing um david wolfram he went overseas did he not yes he did but and um and mary is the other one what's mary's last name mylan mary and uh, Anna, you know, lots of energy at the seed exchange last year. What can people expect this year? Some of the, just some of the things that are going to be going on. Um, well, we've been doing a lot of the same thing year after year because it's so popular. It's just so so important the work that we're doing, and we um we have a kids table. We have the master gardeners there from um the USU Extension Office. We have Al with KRCL. We have local businesses that donate to a raffle table to help cover some of the costs for our nonprofit. Um, and it's just such a fun event. It's it's something that just really like gets people in the mindset of gardening and seed saving and seed sovereignty. It's really uh spring fever stuff too i mean <laughs> yeah uh, we're cold winter we're all sitting here it's so freezing outside now but when you start talking about seeds and i've even dabbled a little and start have started some uh, cold weather things and my plants are about this big and when i look at that green color I just get the bug. I just get excited inside it and I <laughs> I get worked up. I get <laughs> you know, some of the other folks who will be there that are sort of the more uh bigger players too, the Grand Prismatic Seed guys will be there, Guy and James, um, Dale Thurber with twenty seven hundred different kinds of <laughs> tomato seeds will be there. Um, like you said, USU extension. Snake River Seed is hooked to one of our growers here in Salt Lake, and uh, I have a little flyer, Know Your Seed Farmer, and James Loomis, he imparts on me all of the seeds that were grown by organic practices, and I have, a, I have another, I have like 10 pounds of seed again that I'm going to bring, and I just, when the line gets three or four deep and three or four five people <laughs> wide and it's going off there is a definite definite static energy in the air <laughs> so yeah. one of the cool things is it's, all of the classes that you're going to offer and it doesn't cost anything to come to the seed swap right anna 
that's right. Greg and I and Mary all um, came together and we're like, we're never going to charge for this event. We never want seeds to have like a difficult point of entry for people. It's really important that it's available for every single person that's interested. Al and I are going to, to kick off that with uh, just a discussion about why save seeds and a little bit about the basics, which is kind of a... It's a teaser for our spring uh, seed saving workshop, which is also free. And um, that's the end of March. Okay. Um, and we'll have more information about that as well at the, at the, at the seed swap. And then um, I'm not sure what her name is. Do you know Anna who's teaching about starting, starting seeds, making seedlings? Oh, um, somebody uh, from, that's a master gardener. Yeah, she was in my master gardener class. She lives up in Eden, so Ogden Valley, and I can't remember for the life of me her name. I'm I apologize. So, but we'll get to the details on when and where. But there's a note on the flyer. Tell folks what kind of seeds we want at at the exchange, Greg. Yeah, a few years ago, we got thinking if our mission is about teaching people to save seeds and to make it more local, we. Uh, we're just asking that people only bring seeds that have been grown and saved locally or with our vendors that it's, it's at least grown in our bioregion. Because there's, there's a lot of seed producers that are in the Midwest or in California that are just not local. We want it to be as local as possible. So if you have seeds that you've saved and grown um, in your backyards or that you know the grower, those are the kind of seeds that we want. So not this weekend, but next weekend, free seeds, raffle for prizes, uh, activities for kids and adults, breakout classes, bring your seeds from your backyard. The Ogden Seed Exchange is happening when and where? Uh, it's February 25th. That's a Saturday. And we start at 10 a.m. and go to 1 p.m. But I tell you, people always show up. At like 9:40 at the door, <laughs> yeah, and want to stay till like 2 p.m. And we're like, guys, we gotta go home. But everyone's <laughs> so excited. Those are the hours: 10 a.m. Uh, to 1 p.m. And we just hope to see you there. Come early um, because that's when you have the best selection. That's at Ogden Preparatory Academy, 1415 Lincoln Avenue in Ogden. What's the website? You can find us uh, on Facebook. Uh, just look if you just search. Ogden Seed Exchange. You can always email us. Also, Instagram as well. Uh, working on a web page. It's it's there with some very basic information. If you were just to search ogdenseedexchange.org, but it's a work in progress as well. Thanks so much, you guys, for the doing the most essential, important work and um, creating food sovereignty in our regional seed bank right here and right here in our area. It's so important. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thank you, Al. Thank you. Thanks for doing that work yourself. You're welcome. And there you go. All the scoop on the Ogden Seed Exchange. Tech, check tonight's show notes for all the details. And Aldine, it's time for some more fresh and homegrown music from our band, Lee Refugi. Yes, very much enjoyed the first song. Thanks, you guys. Sarah, you guys, uh, tell me about the name really quick. So the name, I don't know. It's a bit ambiguous. I was um, told not to ask about the name. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't really know what to, what we were, what kind of music we were really going to make. You know, we just kind of, we just sort of started making songs and we didn't know what genre they would be or whatever. So we just kind of tried to think of something that we hadn't heard before and so left it kind of up to the listener, you know. Very good. So y you guys have a record that you're, an album you're recording? We're working on it right now, yeah. Very good. Sounds sounds good. And uh, shows coming up? We have one. Um, back to the yeah, the album. Us working on the album has has made shows a little bit slower, but um, we're gonna be we're gonna be playing March fourth at uh, it's at Solitude. It's the beach party. At yeah, you're kicking off the series. It looks like yeah. on the calendar. <laughs> That's like four thirty at the base of one of the lodges. Check the show notes for details, Al. Yeah. So. Here we uh, the next song is Slow Blues, mm -hmm. and this is Lee Refugi, fresh and homegrown, right here at KRCL 90.9 FM.
tradition Mama's writing some kind of war As a dad is going on Mama's writing some kind of war And I'm just sitting here thinking Support for Radioactive comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Love Promise Community Commitment, a partnership with nonprofit organizations that aim to make the world a better place. More information about the Love Promise and Subaru products at markmillersubaru.com. Welcome back to Radioactive on Punk Rock Farmer Friday. I'm Laura Jones. And coming up at 7, it's Democracy Now! And then at 8, Al, it's Circus Brown, not a sideshow. And he's got more live local music with Interior Wild. Mm-hmm. Our thanks to Sullivan Petchenbang, our audio engineer tonight for both shows, bringing you fresh and homegrown music. Now it's time for Al's Urban Farm Report. Yes, we're uh, stacking it a little bit. We have Annie Dunaway. And she's going to talk about some grants and a program for stressed out farmers. And Simbria Patterson's with us. So who wants to go first? Simbria, you want to talk about the hill? So the let's talk about raw milk. And this is the bill that you guys are there and behind. There's also all these other bills for ag this year, which is kind of different. Very, yeah. It's great. I mean, usually there's one or two. Or if they're up there, it's because we brought them up there. (laughs) Right, right. There's been appropriations asked the last couple years, but this year, you know, there's the B bill and that egg bill started. And, um, yeah, it's been great. There's the urban 
Farm Assessment Act in two different bills, and there's the kid market bill under HB 181. So it's all the bills we wrote are coming back with accesses for other people who've come up with other ideas. So that's awesome. That is awesome. Great stuff. Bev, thanks for stirring the pot. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's called educating. <laughs> What's the status of raw milk and all the derivatives that folks want to make? Well, that would be legalized under this bill. Can you tell us where it stands? Yeah. So we have a small Instagram presence. We'd love to have a greater one. And I we threw a post out there and I wasn't super detailed because, you know, 40 people see it. 550 people have liked that. That's and huge. I feel like it kind of read like done if you don't know the process. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, man. So it it. It did pass in two minutes and five seconds. Two minutes and five seconds in the Senate. (laughs) And unanimously, correct? Yeah, oh yeah, it was crazy. And so that meant it still has to go to the Senate floor, though. The committees are harder. And it has gone through the Senate floor unanimously in about maybe a half a minute. Mm -hmm. But there's still one more read, and that's the catch, because this has a cancel fiscal note on it. But, you know, you never count your... What's that saying? Eggs to junkie chicken. Yeah, you know yeah. that okay. one. So, yeah. <laughs> so there's one more catch. Obviously, the governor would sign it, but it's not a done deal. But, you know, we've still got a few days in the session left next week and the week after. It's really close because it's always like a cliffhanger. Every little spot it goes sure. to. But this one is really very, very close and looks like it will go through. Good stuff. Good for the people. And then uh, we did pastries and politics the other day, and I got to come. Thank you. And there was some nice conversation there between there was yeah. a Three Springs Pro- Produce or Three Springs Land and, and Livestock was there, and UDAF folks were there. Tamara was there from um, U- um, Utah Zone. Utah Zone. Caroline. And so that was really good. Like Great. Someone up from Cedar City was there. So lots of folks coming together, it sounds like. Very good. Lots of conversation, and everyone had something to say, and it it went about a half an hour longer than it was supposed to, and so it's good stuff. It's like the buzz is on. Yeah. Very good. Let's talk about local. Let's talk about local, for sure. Um, Annie, how are you? I am so good. I know you're smiling, smiling, smiling. (laughs) There's one thing you really want to talk about that's new and uh, but let's let's talk about some the things we were supposed to talk about first. Absolutely. (laughs) So the the stress program for farmers ASAP. Yes, um, ASAP for short. It's Agriculture Stress Assistance Program. That is a new program offered by Utah Department of Agriculture, and it's really fantastic because it's in partnership with a program called Ag Wellness through USU. And um, what we've done is we've kind of come together to bring a mental health and stress relief program for farmers. Um, farmers are really <laughs> stressed out. They are. In, in, in ranking, statistically, they are among the highest risk for suicide and other mental health breaks, mm. which, is, which is, yeah, that's, that's sad. So we want to make sure we're here to support our farmers. Um, and part of this program that's really of note is that there is a, a reimbursement program alongside. So if you are in agriculture and you do need mental health care and you can't afford it, Submit your receipts and we'll reimburse you up to $2,000. Very good. Very good. And then this is um, a crisis hotline sort of a thing? Well, all of our 988 operators are going to receive a training called AgriSafe. And what that does is it teaches them how to help and intervene in in crisis for agriculture-specific topics. And Uh that's part of this program. Uh Mm Health care reimbursement. Good stuff. Um, uh, and now uh, on to grants. We were talking about um, the SLC Green. Maria was here with the, mm-hmm. the food equity micro grant. But this is a specialty crop block grant. And this, is, this comes around every year. This is. This is an annual funding opportunity provided from USDA with Utah Department of Agriculture as the grant administrator for USDA. And it's really exciting. I get to um, be a part of this process. And this grant is intended to support the um, availability and consumption of specialty crops in Utah. 
Um, the the grant period opens on um, February 22nd, so go to our page for specialty crops at the Utah Department of Agriculture website, that's ag.utah.gov, where you can find both information about that um, mental health s- program as well as specialty crops. So do, let's not scare people off on what is a specialty crop. A specialty crop is actually fruit, veggies, nuts, and and not like, I don't know what, you know, a specialty crop sounds like it's one certain thing, but but this is a blanket that covers everything. It's a list of of many, many crops, tomatoes, asparagus, even flowers and shrubs and, and nut trees and all kinds of things. And and this this grant is up to ninety thousand. Yeah. Uh huh. So we've been awarded. Um, we want to try to spread that money out. So we cap our state awards at ninety thousand um, dollars. No minimum. So if you have a small project, don't be afraid to apply. Uh, some of the folks that can apply to these are uh, producers, schools, trade. Trade associations, nonprofits, uh, farmers markets, mm-hmm. um, farming and ranching co-ops. That's so right. So this is for a larger production. That's right. And you can find specifics about what we're hoping to achieve with this program, but it's usually centered around food safety, um, distribution, those types of things that uh-huh. help help people actually access um, specialty crops. Nice. Now, I want to go personal a bit here, Annie, because I heard something while we're getting the show ready that's pretty cool, some personal news. You got some sort of local grant up in your neck of the woods? I <laughs> did, you guys. I am so unbelievably excited. So I applied with Marriott Slaterville City for a grant called the Local Food Purchasing Assistance Program. That grant is designed to purchase produce and food products from local producers and donate that food to our most um, food insecure populations. Um, And so we'll be able to, over a two year period, be able to distribute um, something around 50 weeks worth of produce at at around 800 pounds of produce a week. So lots of Lots of organizations applied for this grant. That's right. And you got it. I did. <laughs> How did you pull that off? Um, you know, I I had took a lot of planning. Winning grants is not easy. You have to have structure and and know how to achieve the results you promise you're going to achieve with that money. You know, I know, uh, folks, you're with UDAF, but. You have some other things that you take on. You volunteer and you do some other stuff. Tell us about your, your other dabblings because yeah. you're busy with this stuff all the time. Yeah, what's the umbrella that you did this grant under? So I did this grant under Marriott Slaterville City is really visionary. They have put together a set of agri-hoods um, that I kind of get to develop a little bit. And this grant goes towards that. This grant pr- um, supports nine local producers um, and and the, the produce and the food products that are purchased from them are purchased at market value. So that really helps go ahead and infuse their bottom line to continue producing into the future as well. Uh-huh. That's and, really cool. And then that's not it, though. You still have more going oh, on. Oh, sure. <laughs> I am the co-chair of the Ogden Food Policy Council. And now that is a group of really high educated folks in the realm of, of food insecurity and food systems. We have people like the director of child nutrition for Ogden School District. Um, we have the director of the farmer's market. You know, just all of the people who are, um, WIC is in, in the conversation, Department of Workforce Services. It's a bunch of really socially minded people um, throughout the Weber County area that is driven to solve food system problems, food equity, food availability, food costs. You know, what's, what's interesting is um, I think of farmer's markets as being more expensive, but there's programs that double up bucks with SNAP mm-hmm. and programs like that. And now what you're talking about here, it creates that equity, that access for everybody. Absolutely. And so I say that you can tell a community's values by what their poorest or least socially economic st- economically stable people eat. And so Ogden and Weber County, particularly Marriott Slaterville, intends to display that quality. 
That's very cool. Yes, it is. So folks that are thinking about something like this in their neck of the woods, could they reach out and pick your brains? Oh, yes, please do. You can find me um, on Instagram and Facebook at Urban Prairie Agriculture. Um, that would also be the, um, the email you can find me at as well, urbanprairieagriculture at gmail.com. And if you'd like to know about grant information through the state, you can reach me at the state, which is adunaway at utah.gov. So you said urban prairie agriculture, and this is another thing that you do also. <laughs> yes, I do own a farm in Marriott Slaterville. With the, I'm one of the farmers in the agrihood communities. And you, what are you producing? Oh, I'm a produce farmer, so I'll have about 2,500 tomato plants this year. Wow. I have where? <laughs> <laughs> yep, 2,500 tomato plants. About how uh, big is your space? Um, I have about two acres that I farm on actively right now, but my plot is five acres. Yeah. I'm gonna have to come and see your farm. Oh, please do! <laughs> please come out and say hi. So you are, and then where, where, where's all the produce going? Mm -hmm. So I sell through a community-supported agriculture program, right. which is a weekly produce box that you can purchase. In fact, February 20th begins Community-Supported Agriculture Week, um, which is a pretty big deal. We're pretty excited about that. Um, so I have a CSA. I sell at the Farmer's Market. I sell at the Marriott Slaterville Farmer's Market, as well as wholesale, and through a website called idigogden.com. Very cool. I mean, I don't know how you how you get around to do all these things, but I think it's amazing that you do. Simbri <laughs> um, uh, and I will be headed up to the Ogden Farmers Market Winter Market tomorrow, and to do some tabling. And uh, right, Simbria? Yes, we're gonna be there. <laughs> I'm going to be there with Red Acre Center, and Al's going to promote the seed swap. The seed right. swap that's go. coming up, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Thank you all so much for coming. That's Al's Urban Farm Report. And before we uh, wrap up with one more song from our band, uh, there's all this All-Star Weekend stuff going on. So I wanted to remind folks that if you're looking for live music, local arts, go over to the Gallivan downtown uh, on uh, Main Street, two and a half south or so, and just listen. You'll find them. But also, Ma Black just reached out and said that there's a Stars of the Spectrum uh, All-Star Weekend pop-up at Trolley Square tomorrow at 4 p.m. Looks like a great uh, concert, and it's uh, sharing in the mission of elevating the voices and stories of autistic All-Stars. I'll put some details in rallies and resources for Stars of the Spectrum. Just wanted to get that out there while we had the chance. We're going back across the hall to Lee Rafuji and our band. Sarah, want to get you... Uh, uh, Telling us about the band one more time. I can see her strapping on her guitar and getting her headphones on. We'll give her a, a second here to get up to speed with us. Hey, Sarah, you got me now? Almost. Almost. Is there something else I can help with? Well, that's my phone talking to me. Apparently, Siri was listening. I love <laughs> our tech difficulties, everybody. Hey, Sarah, uh, ready for one more song from Lee Rafuji? Want to introduce the band one more time and remind folks where they can catch up with you on social media, um, and gigs up at Solitude on March 4th. We got you, Sarah? Hello. Hi, we got you now. We got yeah, you now. Yeah, we're back. Um, we're going to finish it off with a song called Lowdown Love. Um, we have all of our socials just under Lee Fuji, Instagram. Uh, we have a little website, um, and shows will all be listed there. So Great. We'll put it in the show notes. March 4th up at Solitude Mountain Resort around, what, 4, 4.30 in the afternoon. Hope it'll be a bluebird day, Sarah. I hope so, too. You want to introduce the band one more time? Yep. Uh, my name's Sarah DeGraw. We've got Aiden Chintafulu, guitar, uh, Wes Hewish on drums, and we got Fisher Hewish. Al, do the This one is called Low Down Love. We are fresh and homegrown, KRCL 90.9 FM, with Lira Fuji.
music nerds, come out and test your knowledge at KRCL's first ever Women Who Rock Trivia Night celebrating International Women's Day on Wednesday, March 8th at Mountain West Hard Cider, 425 North, 400 West. Doors open at 6.30. Trivia starts at 7 with tickets at the door to benefit KRCL. Hang out with other KRCL fans. Win some great prizes, including Women Who Rock gear, Egyptian theater gift cards, fanny packs from Planned Parenthood, and more. It's Women Who Rock Trivia Night, Wednesday, March 8th, International Women's Day. Details at krcl.org. KRCL, 90.9 FM, HD1 in Salt Lake City, Ogden, and Provo. 96.7 FM in Park City, on the web at krcl.org. Listener-supported community radio. Thank you to everyone who donated to KRCL last year. Tax receipts for 2022 have gone out. But if you would like a digital version of your donation record, you can download one through your KRCL Connect account. Log in or sign up under the support tab at krcl.org. As always, email any questions you may have to members at krcl.org. Well, default tackles, default tyranny. Support for KRCL comes from our listeners and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.